So welcome to the podcast. We are speaking with Penny Walker from the Adventure Creators. That is adventurecreators.com. You may think I really need to get away. But the last time the lockdown was finished, everyone rushed to the beach. They were overcrowded. You don't want to do that. You want to travel in a responsible way. You want to be in the middle of nature. You want to feel free. You want to be in a place where you can still do some social distancing, especially now that we come out of the period of the pandemic. You've been inoculated. You're sick of being in a lockdown in a big city. So what can you do? Where can you go and feel good, feel responsible and have the feeling you're giving back to the local community? Well, the Adventure Creators is a niche tour operator. They are organizing sustainable adventure and experiential holidays in the Pyrenees Mountains. So it is great to hear Penny talk about how she operates, how she involves the local community and hear her passion for the Pyrenees Mountains, for everything sustainable and for France. Without further ado, here she is, Penny Walker. I'm here with Penny Walker. And Penny Walker is from the Adventure Creators, uh, organizing sustainable adventure holidays in the Pyrenees Mountains. And Penny is the founder um, of this niche tour operator. Welcome. Thank you very much, Peter. Lovely to be here. Brilliant, brilliant. And obviously, you connected with me via Twitter, which I really like. It's my favorite uh, social platform as well, I must say. And um, Pyrenees Mountains, uh, obviously, it sounded really great because at this moment we're in the middle of a pandemic and everyone really wants to get away and they're really dreaming about going somewhere in the mountains with their families on their own and being away from it all and just having a wonderful, wonderful time, uh, just basically being off the beaten beaten track, the big beaten tourist track. And that's exactly what you do, right? So tell me, uh, obviously in the UK, we're looking uh, looking forward to a glorious summer. Uh, they're saying by the end of May, uh, we'll get back to a little bit of normal uh, here. Um, the Pyrenees, are they a good place for self-isolation? Are they a good place to go with your family? What do you think? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I really don't think you can you can get a better place for self-isolation. Uh, the Pyrenees are so much less um, discovered, so much less visited than the Alps. Mm -hmm. um, we have wide open spaces. We have wild mountains, pure mountain air. It's, it's an absolutely perfect environment, in my opinion, for people who want to really get away from it all. And obviously, because the mountains are so undiscovered and so wild, you can easily, easily spend the whole day hiking without meeting another soul. It's it's absolutely wonderful. It's it's really a for me a perfect perfect place to be in this current situation. Brilliant. That sounds amazing indeed. I must say. Um, you yourself, you're from England, but obviously you moved to to France. Uh, you're a Franco Francophile, I believe you call yourself as well. Hey. Yes, absolutely. I've been passionate about France my whole life. Well, my whole life since uh, since I was at school. We had a, a totally inspiring French teacher uh -huh. who uh, she just infused you with her passion and her knowledge. And uh, yeah, I think my passion for France generally stems from those days. But also I grew up on the fells of the Lake District. OK. And that obviously the, the mountain environment there, it's it's sort of seeped into my soul, I guess. And ever since I've, I've just been passionate about the outdoors and mm. about exploring the outdoors, adventures, anything active outdoors. Uh, that's very much at the heart of, of who I am. And as you say, yes, we moved from from the UK over to the Pyrenees. Uh, we lived in Sheffield prior to, to coming down here, mm -hmm. and we're actually in the city. Actually, in the city, so it was a very different environment um, to to what we're living in now. 
No, absolutely. And, and why why did you go to the Pyrenees and tell you a little bit about uh, adventure creators? What are you trying to what are you trying to do? Um, and obviously, you know, I, I know that uh, last year must have had have an effect on you as well. Um, but you do mm. exceptional, sustainable holidays. So perhaps you can expand a little bit uh, on that. Yes, absolutely. We've uh, we're basically organising, yes, as you say, sustainable holidays in the Pyrenees and mm -hmm. adventures. We're, it's all about passion. It's all about sharing a passion for the mountains and the outdoors and sharing this special environment with people and, and everything that you can do here. And it's not just about adventures, about hiking, about horse riding, about family adventures. It's also about discovering the environment and learning about the uh, the animals that we have here, such as the brown bears and mm -hmm. the, the ibex and the the bearded vultures. It's, it's a very special environment that we really want to introduce people to and enable them to experience it with our local guides and uh, the people who have the knowledge to to take you off the beaten path mm -hmm. to discover areas that you probably wouldn't wouldn't find otherwise so yeah basically it's it's a it's a business about passion and about sharing a passion and that's what i really hope to get across absolutely absolutely and and i, I obviously you, you talked about local already local local guides um i believe local is very important for you that's 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 the heart of your um, of the sustainability part, from what I understand, is that is that about uh, correct or? Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, the supporting the local environment and local uh, communities is is at the heart of everything that we do. And in my opinion, by sharing those elements of local life, people really get a deeper, richer experience. Mm -hmm. They they explore places that they wouldn't discover discover otherwise. They they discover food that they would not know about otherwise, such as the range of cheeses that we have in the Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. The mountain cheeses, particularly that my favourite is the, the the cheese that's made from sheep's milk, okay. which is absolutely exceptional. Yeah. And we we enable people to visit the farms where the sheep the sheep are raised to to have tastings of the cheeses and obviously to buy them and support local communities. Yeah. Um, we also uh, we're obviously on hand throughout people's holidays to answer any questions, to give them advice, to to tell them the best places to go and the best restaurants that we've actually tested. The hard we've had the hard job of testing the local restaurants to find the very best where people will eat local produce that has been created that, that dishes that have been uh, created from local produce that are truly exceptional mm. dishes have been created with passion by local people oh, okay very important to us obviously obviously i can hear that uh, there's a certain passion as well <laughs> in your voice i must say so um how do you get there is there public transport to get where you are or do you have to fly in and then take a train or a car what, what do you recommend normally yeah, I mean, there are a number of options for actually getting here. Obviously, a lot of people do fly into mm -hmm. Toulouse Airport, which is around an hour, an hour and a half from the Central Pyrenees, which is our main operating area. Mm -hmm. But people don't have to fly. Obviously, in the current climate, people are, are looking to avoid um, situations where they're going to be enclosed with other people, even mm -hmm. though flying, I have to say, is safe a safe thing to do because of all the precautions and protocols that have been put in place. Mm -hmm. But we do recommend that people look at maybe taking the ferry from Plymouth or Portsmouth down into Bilbao okay. Where's in that? Spain. Bilbao, That's just Spain. across the border okay. in Spain. Right. Okay. 
And from there, it's a four hour drive to, to the central Pyrenees, an easy scenic drive, which it which just adds to the holiday, in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful drive. Otherwise, people can do a self-drive. They can cross the channel and drive down um, in their own vehicle. And yep. we can arrange a stopover on route. At a, we've got a beautiful B&B that we work with in, in the Loire Valley, which is just exceptional. And is again, it makes it part or? of... It's about it's in the Loire Valley, which is probably four out three or four hours from um, the Channel Port, from Calais in particular. Right. Okay. Yeah. And from there, it's about a five-hour drive down to the Central Pyrenees. So it's yeah, it's roughly halfway. Mm-hmm. And as I say, it does make it part of the experience if you stay in a charming B and B where you get a lovely evening meal, and it's it, it just adds to that whole holiday experience. Highly recommended. Good, good. So you mentioned obviously the mountain environment. Fifteen uh, percent uh, of the world's population live in a mountain environment. I did not actually notice. This comes from your blog, by the way. <laughs> and um, you say the environment is under threat, not only from climate change, but also from man's influence. And mm-hmm. um, you talk about diversity is there. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the diversity of life, but also um, your opinion, how we can really limit um, the uh, human's influence on the environment in the mountains. Yeah, it's a very interesting topic, actually, and one that's very close to my heart, I have to say, obviously. Um, Limiting man's influence, in my opinion, it's all about education. It's raising awareness. Mm -hmm. It's telling people about the environment, what is there, what needs to be protected. And in that respect, we work, as I say, with uh, with 100% local guides. And one in particular, I should mention to you, he's a professional photographer with whom we arrange um, photographic stays in order to, to photograph uh, certain aspects of nature and wildlife and the environment in the Pyrenees. He's not only a professional photographer, but he's also a qualified walking guide and an, an, an expert on the ecosystems in the, in the Pyrenees, both on the French and the Spanish sides. So when people come on this uh, photographic experience, this photographic holiday, they not only get the chance to take some incredible photos, but they also learn about the ecosystems, about the mountain environment, about the geology, which is um, totally different on the Spanish side um, to what it is on the the French. Mm -hmm. They learn about the flora and the fauna. It's it's a really in-depth experience. I think it's only by working with the local people that, that we can educate visitors on the precious mountain environment and what they can do to ensure that they don't have a big impact on it. But also, I mean, in France generally, um, in 2020, last year, they established a uh, an Office Francais de la Biodiversité, which is you basically... You have to translate um, that, I think. <laughs> it's lovely, isn't it? It's a, it's a wonderful name. Yeah. Office Francais de la Biodiversité. <laughs> it's, again, it's all about um, conserving the biodiversity throughout France, not just in the Pyrenees. They have a, a number of environmental inspectors. They reinforce public awareness through... Uh, boards that are are put up in various locations in the mountains Mm -hmm. here in the Pyrenees to tell people about the environment and what to expect and the wildlife and the the flora, how to look after that environment. And also, obviously, to to pick up people, to to pick them up when they are contravening Mm -hmm. the the rules and the regulations that are in force in mountain areas. You you mentioned Um, also, you mentioned the French, French side and the Spanish side. So you must be right there in between a lot or 
Well, yeah, we're on the French side, yeah. but the mountains form the border between France and Spain. Right. So, yeah, I mean, literally, Spain is just up the valley here. It's, from okay. us, it's just up the valley. You cross over a bridge over the river and you're in Spain. And every time we go there, it feels like we're on holiday. <laughs> um, but it's because of that close proximity, there's a very close collaboration between the French and the Spanish authorities yeah. with regard to biodiversity and the and wildlife in particular. I should mention the 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 brown bears in the Pyrenees. It's a big right. reintroduction yeah. program ongoing okay. um, for the brown bears in the Pyrenees. And there's a joint agreement between the French and Spanish authorities uh -huh. and a declaration of intent to reintroduce um, this endangered species back to the Pyrenees. And likewise, we have um, a number of vultures. We have the rarest vulture in Europe, the, the bearded vulture, which okay. is nesting and breeding successfully here, which is testament to the environment that we're talking about in the Pyrenees. Okay. It's so wild and rugged that these animals, the bears and the, the vultures, are totally happy to be settled here and to be breeding. And uh, it's... It's a very special environment for wildlife generally. Yeah, you talk about uh, brown bears, obviously, and um, I, I was reading something about the uh, about the alpines where wolves have come back into the environment. Um, mm. uh, but you may, you have vultures, bearded vultures. You mentioned brown bears. So if you go hiking there uh, with one of your local guides, um, should you be afraid or should you just be happy? Oh, happy, definitely okay. <laughs> happy. I mean, yeah, yeah the brown bears are, uh, are concentrated here in the central Pyrenees. There are yeah. over 50 brown bears in the, the Pyrenees now. 50, to yeah. The, uh, yeah, that's right. So what are the thanks chances that you see one, if I may ask? Sorry to interrupt. They are The chances of seeing a brown bear in the Pyrenees are, are low unless you happen to be in the right area at dusk or at dawn, which is when they're at the most active. Okay. Generally, during the day, they will keep themselves to themselves. They're very private, shy animals. Mm -hmm. they, they don't look for human contact. They avoid any contact with man if they possibly can. Right. Um, they, they inhabit the central Pyrenees in the very heavily wooded areas of the Pyrenees Mountains on both the French and Spanish sides. Yep. And the, uh, the local guides that we work with know pretty much what their habits are, what their movements are. Uh, which is why in, in the springtime, in particular, when they're, they've come out of hibernation and they're looking to mate, yep. they'll be grazing on the, the hillsides, on the new shoots and new leaves on the hillsides. And that's when you stand the best chance of actually seeing them okay. up on the mountainsides. And the local guides know the best places to go to enable uh, enable you to have that experience, mm -hmm. which is which is pretty special, I have mm -hmm. to say. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, obviously, we we have we have the um, the mountains, and uh, we have the human influence on the environment of the mountains. Um, we also have quietness as well, hey, in the mountains. I read somewhere oh. online uh, from the president of the mountain wilderness. He says the silence has become a rare commodity. You being from England, where it can be very noisy, at least in London, I don't know. But um, tell me a little bit about the quietness and if you get used to it or if you like it. Um, or tell me. Oh, gosh. I mean, the quietness is the most precious, ah. really the most precious thing okay. about the mountains. Mm -hmm. And it's, as you say, in, in the UK, it's such a busy island. There are so many people, so many cars. It's, it's busy and it's noisy and it, it can be extremely stressful. Mm. Uh, for me, the mountains, they really are a sanctuary. They are so good for the soul. Mm. You go up into the mountains where there is nobody else. You, you can just sit on a rock with this vast expanse of mountains in front of your, your eyes 
and just soak it, soak up that peace and the quiet and the sound of nature, the stillness. Mindfulness is what I try to practice in the mountains, being in the moment, not thinking about anything else, leaving all the worries of the world behind, all the stresses of the, you know, the, the current situation, and just being. Uh, it's it's so precious, Peter. I can't I can't really overstate what a, a special experience just being still and in the moment in the mountains can be. Uh, From what yes. I can hear, I've got the gist of it a little bit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been there? Oh, we've been in the Pyrenees for fourteen years. This fourteen year. years, and I can so. hear that you still love it. Yeah. Oh gosh, yes. I mean, it's 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 interesting. Many people ask, "Don't you take it for granted? Mm -hmm, yeah. Don't you take those mountains for granted and the mountain environment for granted?" Oh my goodness, no. No. Okay. How how could you take okay. this for granted? It's so special. Do you still go on holidays yourself? And if so, where do you go if you go? Quite honestly, within France, within there France, some, yeah. France has mm -hmm. such so many varied. Um, elements to it you have the beaches you have the mountains you have the the river gorges you have um yeah i mean that it's such a diverse country yeah. there are no shortages of of places to go if you're an outdoors lover but on the other hand we also have spain obviously on the border yeah. and the spanish uh, the north coast of spain west of santander is an area that we do enjoy going to as well it's so easily accessible from where we are here and it's it's a completely contrasting environment, but it's still wild and rugged on the north coast, not like the Mediterranean coast at all. Okay. So, yeah, we really enjoy going there as well. Great. Now, go, coming back to what you do, obviously, um, you do horse riding, hiking, river sports, cycling, trail running, um, going back to sustainability a little bit as well. Um, if you go hiking, there's, there's waste. Um, there must be stuff that people eat, take with them. Um, how do you, from your side, uh, deal with waste? Um, to be honest, we find there's very little little waste. Any waste that people have, such as I don't know wrappers from mm -hmm. from biscuits or sweets or uh, any waste from eating yeah. eating food in the mountains, they take away with them. We always insist that people take away the waste that they've generated. Okay. You can't be leaving waste in the mountains. And to be honest, again, this I think is a complete contrast with the UK mm. and places like the Lake District where you could go hiking in the mountains and there's litter. Yeah. And it, it, in Scotland, you it's don't the have same. that? Or? We don't have that. Okay, right. It's, it's it really is like it's that. such a hmm. I do as well. Yeah. It's such a clean environment. The the only time that we might maybe see see more waste appearing is in maybe in August when we have the French school holidays. Yeah. When we get people coming down from the towns and the cities where there's maybe not the same take your waste away with you culture that yeah. we have in the Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. We may see fuller litter bins, for example, in the car parks. We may see the odd um, odd sweet wrappers in the mountains. Mm -hmm. But there's never the mass waste problem that you can see in some of the the, the the wilderness areas in the UK, like the Lake District and like the Scottish mountains. We're very lucky. We're very fortunate. It seems like it, yeah, because there's litter here everywhere, obviously, uh, especially with masks now as well. You see them on the streets everywhere. I don't like it personally, but what can you do? No, that, exactly. I mean, unfortunately, humans are humans. Um, sure. Some people will just dump their waste out the window of their car, leave uh -huh. their litters, leave their McDonald's wrappers. That's one thing that really gets to me. Yeah. Is occasionally Sticks out as well, yeah. 
exactly down yeah. near town we might see you know some some wrappers from mcdonald's some bags from mcdonald's just discarded on the wayside which uh, you're thinking for goodness sake what is wrong with you take it in your car and put it in the bin at home mm. yeah absolutely now if people go hiking or they go uh, maybe you know river rafting or, or, or whatever in the mountains um, you must have insurance right is that something that you require and what do you recommend especially now with it's- covid as well well, exactly. No, a hundred percent. It is a condition of any of the bookings that we um, that we have mm-hmm. is that people have to have that insurance. It's obligatory. Right. Um, people from the UK uh, in the past they have had the EHIC card, the European Health Insurance card, but obviously that you can no longer get that. Yeah. Although if you have got one, it does remain valid until it expires. So you can still use it if you have one that's still valid. Right. It has been replaced by the the GHIC, the Global Health Insurance card. Right. But that is not the same as insurance, as travel insurance and insurance for the activities. It'll only cover it will only cover you for temporary stays where you have maybe a, a serious injury. It's emergency treatment. Mm-hmm. You have to have health insurance, uh, travel insurance for that will cover you for activities such as rafting and su- such as hiking. It's absolutely essential because you don't know if you might have an accident in the mountains yeah. and need to be rescued by a helicopter, and yeah. you can end up with a, a pretty big bill if Massive, you don't have I would the right. Say, yeah, a helicopter is not cheap. I think, hey, it's not cheap at all, Peter. No. Now, um, France is obviously well known for being environmentally friendly uh, practices and everything. Uh, I think there's something like six or something on the global board, which is very good. What can you see um, in your area, in your region, uh, from government side, local government, or or the French government itself. Do, what do they do um, for you? Um, on the is this on the the Biden? Which side are we talking here? Peter? Well, we're talking about uh, pollution, waste management, conservation of uh, biodiversity. Uh, we're talking about um, France doing a lot, um, committed to be protecting the the planet. And um, how do they deal with energy in your area? Um, what, what What is your opinion? Do they do enough? Are they doing more over the next coming years? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, certainly they have a big, a big push, a big program for sustainability in mm-hmm. France. And one of the key things in the Pyrenees uh, is that we have a lot of geothermal activity. Okay with it being a mountain chain and certainly a lot of accommodation in particular are putting in place um, geothermal heat pumps mm-hmm. to produce hot water and heat the uh, their accommodation also solar panels there are a lot of grants available for solar panels which um, obviously in the south of france we have a pretty strong sun here sure have so that can, yeah, indeed yeah. in that that is yeah solar panels are certainly very much uh, very much in evidence in the pyrenees and throughout the foothills as well <laughs> and yeah i mean as far as the biodiversity goes there is a big measure a bit, there are big moves to protect the biodiversity as i mentioned there was the the new government um, government set up last year for the biodiversity office mm-hmm. which is doing a lot to protect the species in the pyrenees um but also Raising awareness is something that the uh, the French government is very keen on doing to to give people the knowledge that they need to protect species, to protect the environment. It's I think France is is pretty proactive in uh, in this respect, and mm. we yeah we're very grateful for what they're doing, particularly on the biodiversity and environmental side of right. things. And, and and your 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 village, how many uh, how many people live there? If I may ask. 
Oh, we're in a tiny little hamlet. We've probably got, oh, I don't know, maybe 30 people here, 40 people. people. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tiny little hamlet. It's, I mean, wherever, so it's a very accessible little hamlet. We've got, so we've got the mountains that are sort of 25 minutes in one direction. We could be up at our little local ski resort in about 25 minutes. But we've also got the local town, which is, again, 15 minutes away. So, and the auto route is 15 minutes away. So we're perfectly placed here in the central Pyrenees for accessing everything. Everything. You talk about a local town. Is that a big town or is that a small town? Uh, what what kind? It's of, a small uh, town. Yeah. yeah, we've. I mean, the biggest town, the biggest city is Toulouse, which Toulouse. is yeah, only yeah. an hour up the autoroute. Yeah. Toulouse Airport is only an hour away. Right. But we have, yeah, we have small towns dotted throughout the foothills, and we have um, lots of villages, lovely little villages throughout the foothills where mm-hmm. people can um, can visit the uh, a lot of the historic sites that we have here. Um, it's not all about adventure. We also have like. Saint Bertrand de Comanges, which is a lovely little hilltop bastide with a, uh, a cathedral and some Roman remains down below it. And we have prehistoric prehistoric caves as well, where people okay. can can see these these hand stencils on the walls that were made by man something like fourteen thousand years ago. Ah. Um, so yeah, it's, it, the Pyrenees yeah. are pretty rich in uh, in all kinds of uh, yeah life. Fair enough, fair enough. Obviously, um, you mentioned earlier the insurance, that some insurance doesn't work anymore or will not work anymore once it expires, um, obviously because of Brexit. Um, do you think mm-hmm. that's, uh, that might affect your business in any way or you have very positive uh, views on that? Um, no, I mean, there shouldn't there shouldn't be a massive impact from Brexit, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the UK is now classed as a third party country, so freedom mm-hmm. of movement has been restricted, yeah. which... Yeah, you know, what can you say? It's it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But travelers can still make short visits of up to 90 days. They can okay. stay in, in France for up to 90 days without any problem, without needing a visa. Mm-hmm. They do need to make sure that their passport has at least six months re- remaining on it when they come over to France. Um so yeah, I mean driving as well, that people can bring their own cars. They might need a green card from their insurer, but otherwise they're free to bring their own car to drive sure. to the Pyrenees. Um, one thing that has come come to light recently is uh, I saw a report in the papers that lorry drivers were having their ham and cheese sandwiches confiscated. I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you cannot bring meat or dairy products into the EU from the UK now. Wow! So, everyone... so no, no ham and cheese sandwiches, people. Well, for the border patrol, they have free lunch from now on. I reckon. Hey. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so nothing yeah, is I mean, going to change. From, hey? uh, Apart from that, the really we should not be feeling any effect from uh, from the Brexit arrangements. People can still come on holiday without yeah. any problem, and uh, yeah, we certainly encourage them to do that. Of come course. and explore France. Of course. Um, is there anything that you would like to say to people that are listening? Um, any message uh, that you can say in these difficult times? Obviously, you're open for business, and people in the UK are going to travel from May onwards. I have the feeling, uh, seeing the speech yesterday from uh, Boris here. Um, so all good news, really. Hey. Yes, absolutely. We are optimistic. Um, the Pyrenees are one of those undiscovered gems in in France. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's a corny word, an undiscovered gem, but they really are. And I think people are going to be seeking out these, these wide open spaces. They're going to be looking for, for exercise and um, 
mountain air, the pure mountain air and the stillness and the peace and quiet and the time to just recharge the batteries, relax and not have to worry about anything. Mm. And um, taking a holiday with uh, a company where you're going to be look, looked after, properly looked after and cared about when you're when you're here. I think that is absolutely fundamental. Mm knowing that you you don't have to worry about anything it's going to be stress-free you're going to be looked after what more could you want yeah. and the sustainable is and responsible at the same time hey so that's brilliant where can people find you um there's a website is there anywhere else uh, adventurecreators.com um first of all are you on social media somewhere or oh yes totally we're on facebook yep. adventure the adventure creators on facebook yep. okay um we're also on in fact i'll just give you the uh, the tag it's yeah facebook.com forward slash adventure creators yep. you can find us there we're very active on facebook okay um you can find us on twitter as well and um on linkedin if anybody's on linkedin we're on there as well so oh and we have an instagram account let's not forget the instagram, instagram account course, photographs as well. so you we can see where you're going right right, right. <laughs> thank right. you so much for being on the podcast that's much appreciated thank you it's been wonderful to talk to you peter thank you so much for the opportunity So that was the podcast with Penny Walker, and you can find all the information and the latest news on podcasts and daughter with Penny's page being forward slash adventure creators. Um, you have been listening to Peter, Peter DeVries. Thank you very much for doing so. And uh, please tune in next time as well. Thank you. <laughs>